0: This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we are joined by one of my favorite geeky, independent hip-hop artists out there.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's the return of Mike Rips. He's got a new album out and he gives us another exclusive acapella verse, as well as hanging out to geek out about Avengers Endgame, Marvel's Phase 4 Slate, and we review Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and explore why... Quentin Tarantino is one of the greatest directors of our time Lots of fun tangents and discussion All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly For Thursday, August
2: 1st, 2019 This is Jason Muse, and for reasons best left between you and your therapist You're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast Snooch to the nooch Check Check
1: one All right that's right out there up that's
0: i give it up one time two times Three times even. What's up, listener? Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name is Rugboy. He's the Rugboy. And he's the nerd. Uh, It's another week where we're... uh, Anthony, the jock, is M-I-A. Jockless. We're jockless again. We're... I'm, I'm 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 flapping in the wind, Jerry, but joining us very very special guest this is a dude that personifies this podcast if this podcast was a person it would be him this is the dopest and geekiest independent hip-hop artist around welcome back returning mike rips how's it going yeah (laughs) 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 yeah We got a new clip, people. That's right. Mike Rips. if you haven't heard, he's the guy. (laughs) You have given us the most amazing clip of joy that I use over and over again. Our listeners are very familiar with your joy. Thanks for coming back, buddy.
2: I had to give you a new one. Yeah,
0: now I got a fresh, clean one. I have a feeling we're going to pull a lot of
3: clips of this episode.
0: There may be a (laughs) lot of clips. Mike Rips. thanks for coming back. It's been over a year since you've been on. um, Thanks for having me. But I love hanging out. With you, before we begin, did you guys know that it is Spider-Man Day? Did you know that? Is Ooh. it? Really? It's hap- happy. Sp- wow, yeah. that's a
2: happy accident.
0: I-, I am embarrassed that I did not know. We're recording on August 1st. What do 1st. you do for Spider-Man Day besides
3: shoot ropes?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I already did
3: that. Uh, what?
0: No. Before? In the shower. In the shower. <laughs> well, I'm wearing my Spider-Man
2: underoos and my Spider-Man hoodie. I got a Spider-Man symbol tattooed on the side of my face, so oh, that's, it's Spider-Man well, that's Day commanded. every day for wow, me. you've committed to Spider-Man. And I mean, the listener knows,
0: I'm embarrassed because I love Spider-Man. He's my favorite. Happy Spider-Man Day. Apparently, because uh, Amazing Fantasy came out August 10th, debut Spider-Man 1962, so they, the internet just decided, pick August 1st, make it Spider-Man.
3: It's so random. It, it is. It's very random. I mean, I, it's not random that it's that day, but that they, they made a holiday out of it without anybody knowing.
2: Dudes, you guys, you know that's why it's called Amazing Spider Man because it was amazing fantasy, and that was like going to be the last issue, and then that's why his name is the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah,
0: man, and the, I mean it was ending, and Stan was like, eh, "Let me try this really weird thing. I got an idea to do. Let's see if it exactly. sticks." And boy, does it stick! And man, if it wasn't for Spider Man, he got me through my whole childhood. Man,
3: it was a self-contained story, and then you know, left open. Yeah, and that—that's where we got the hero that we all love and my favorite Imran's favorite. I don't know about you, Mike, but it's, it's definitely- my favorite.
2: It is. It probably goes, um, Spider-Man. Then the bat is nice. Yeah, Batman's
3: me. very, that's,
0: yeah, yeah. That's me as well. Anthony will put Batman one, but yeah, Spider-Man, Batman, both have an incredible rogues gallery of villains that you can mine. you know? So, uh, Mike rips is here also. Cause you have a
2: new album out, dude. I do. Well, I do. Well, done. Dug Out the Dirt 2. Yes. The first time I came on actually was when I had Dug Out the Dirt 1. No, I
0: thought it was mint condition special edition. No, the fir- Remember the oh, first time the when I talked to you guys. the first time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. This is your third appearance. Exactly. So this is that's right. It was Dug Out the Dirt the Damn. first one. You're at you're hard at work, Mike.
2: Yeah. I um, I keep Well, this this record that I put out here was uh it's kind of just the random um, stuff that didn't go on the Mint Condition album, actually.
0: I was going to say it's a nice uh, kind of compliment to Mint Condition.
2: Yes, exactly. You know? It's it's more just the rapping, just bars, you know, random verses. A lot of uh, what I call rap exploitation. That's. You know, I've talked to you guys about this before. That's what I call my genre, my style.
0: I love it. Rap exploitation is now playing. It's yeah, that's, fucking that's, that's sick the record and catchy. right there. That's fucking sick and catchy. It's eleven tracks, uh, and again, more just like Mint Condition, short tracks, and it's nothing but verse, man. It's nothing but you going hard, uh, and they're not long. And I appreciate that. Uh, but let me tell you something. And for the listener, you want to talk about connecting to an artist, Mike Rips. The minute I heard you, I inst- like it was like you were made for me. You, in his music, listener are. Our- amazing comic book geek references so many references to spider-man stuff i love genre movies tv shows classic films old school hip-hop everything you make a reference to i deep feel cuts. like they're you know, deep cuts and i feel like you are you made this just for me like i've never connected
2: with a, an, an artist like this so i thank you first of all for for being the mike rips and I thank you and I really appreciate that it's good hearing somebody getting all the shit you know oh my God. I write yeah. random stuff and a lot of the motherfuckers if I go to a uh, you know the hood or even like a, even a frat party or something like that or any whatever it is whatever ethnic group or whatever it might be and I spit the verses I'm, in the back of my mind is always like damn are they getting this Do they get
0: I, these cuts yeah
2: exactly and I always try to throw in some stuff that's kind of a random punchline or maybe a sports reference or something like that that I know is a little more universal, but I I'm, I appreciate it from you guys because I know you know all the stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it goes really deep because like like there's
3: movies that you're referencing or things that you're referencing that only somebody that would be me would know. Yes. That's yeah. a, I don't know how a, you're yes, doing it. Yes. Like, I don't know how you're getting in there. Like, you, you spit out Globulus <laughs> in, one of, your, in one of your rhymes. I'm like he's referencing a character from G.I. Joe that was like a half snake half man with an eyepatch. Oh patch. shit. I'm oh, no,
2: shit. real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> G.I. Joe the movie or Transformers the movie? Oh, oh, G.I. Joe one? the movie's better,
3: is it? A, in a way, but Transformers mm. is more of a class. I saw that in the theaters. Oh, so I think that shit. It, it, and um, not only that, but Transformers like was was killing like you know t- like tons of people. I think only Duke died in the in the other one. He doesn't even so, die. He goes into a coma. He gets that yeah, snake so the to his chest. The body count in Transformers, it's not really your body count. And they robots, say but- shit in the Transformers yes, movie. What's his right. name?
2: Who says it? He's in the spaceship. I forget. It's, it's one Spike. of the famous. Yes, yeah, Spike. He's like, he's like. oh shit.
3: Yeah, I remember it was in the theater and I was, I think my mom was there. That's uh, so dope. Care, that in like, theater, you know, and,
0: and the G.I. Joe movie, they still did the thing where the plane would explode, but you'd see the guy in the parachute like, in the back. Like nobody died. And it was like lasers. It wasn't like bullets. But Transformers, uh, epic soundtrack, great 80s movie. And uh, oh, yeah. what's his name? Who did I love the,
2: both. But yeah. I would say I agree with Rugboy on yeah. that one where. Uh, I think GI Joe the movie is slightly better than Transformers. It's a movie. little bit more entertaining as a film, as uh, a movie. Uh. Wait, wait, is that like is that the birth of Serpentor? No, because that oh. was like a series where they were taking, they were collecting all the um dictators or ancient Genghis Khan or whatever pharaohs they were taking their like blood type or their dna and mixing it to create serpentor so, so this one is the cobra law then yes
0: exactly i thought
2: duke died in that one that's what i remember he gets like serpentor throws a snake and it's like an arrow through duke's chest and right. actually blood shoots out Oh it's crazy wow, yeah. oh wow but oh, then duke shit. goes into <laughs> like a coma and at the end what's her name scarlet is like duke's gonna be okay. <laughs> Of course he is. He sucked the poison out. Yeah, exactly. God, so,
0: yo, I totally had Serpentor.
2: Flint yeah. sucked the poison out. I had the, act, I had the action
3: figure, and he came on the little his little thing Dude,
2: that he flew. Lo- that whole
3: idea of Serpentor yeah. was pretty dope.
2: Yeah, I, you- I appreciated that. I think I've definitely speaking of rhyming crazy shit. I've definitely said something like I got my DNA from five different dictators <laughs> some weird some line like trying to uh, talk about that. That's
3: amazing. Like, something that's what like I that. do when I listen to your music, though. It's like, I'm waiting for you to, like, drop something. Because there's some references that I've heard you make before. Yeah. Because uh, I listen to a lot of your stuff. So, like, I listen to it, I'm like, okay, so he definitely... He's picking the... This is, like, the first time I've he- heard you mention G.I. Joe, the movie. There's, like, a lot of, like crazy polls. I mean, he's, he's dropping uh, like uh, comic book artists names, like the people that yeah. wouldn't know. He's so, talking about
2: Cthulhu. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. Cthulhu. I'm a, I'm a dumb hard HB Lovecraft fan. I've yeah, that's read. Awesome. I think I've read almost every story. I don't think I've read every single one and definitely not every essay, but he's one of my, he's another one like Tarantino. You read a me. lot. Yes. I, really, I, I read How do you keep
3: that up? I feel like it's so hard for me to read a book nowadays.
2: <laughs> really? Well, I, uh, I'm a driver by my nine to five profession okay. until any of this bullshit takes off, you know, but, uh, what's it called? So that gives me the opportunity. I listen to a lot of books on tape still.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I also read, I think at this point for 2019, I think I'm up to 20 novels. Holy I finished shit. so far. I, Holy. I
0: see on your Instagram, you're always posting the, the, the covers of the books you read. I was like, this motherfucker reads a lot.
2: It's amazing. Sometimes it's like the, uh, you know, the job can be hard a little bit, but then working, you know, it gives me the opportunity to listen and, you know, finish 20 novels a year. So it's kind of like, whatever, blessing and the curse, I guess. Not to sound too much like a pretentious cunt.
0: (laughs) What I wanted to know, this album and these songs, like what is your writing process when you're putting this together?
2: It depends. If it's just like bars, if it's just spitting random, the shit you guys like, the rapsploitation shit. Then I'll usually just put a beat on and write randomly and when it comes to recording it, I'd rather use my brother makes the majority of my beats, Twang one, and he makes it on an m p c two thousand the old nineties way where you know like wu tang d uh, i t c uh all those kind of guys, even you know damn I love it. And Spiels, yeah, Spiels, all that kind of stuff how the way they were making music, my brother will make a beat even if I wrote it to something on you know uh industry beat on YouTube or whatever, yeah. I'll try and fit it to something my brother wrote if I end up recording it and putting it out there. That's generally how I do something that's just um, bars, just wrapping random, you know, the reference shit that you guys like. Yeah, yeah. If I have a concept record that takes longer, like on Mink Edition Special Edition, there was the Shoe Salesman. That's a great we song. That's that. a great one. Yeah. I love those, too. Yeah. I, I like
3: when you make clever rhymes, and, and you string things together. But I also like when you have a focused idea and you're telling a story, yeah. and there's a narrative to it. I think that that's also really great, too. And I think those, you should do both.
2: Those take longer. Like, it will t- I'll sit there and write maybe four to eight bars, and it'll take a while. It can take like an hour sometimes for some of those, or two hours. Hour. in <laughs> You're telling a story, though. Holy yeah. shit. Like, that's fast. An hour
3: is fast to me, you know? Oh, but, no. Yeah.
2: Well, what, I mean... Usually when I, I'm on a decent schedule right now, it goes in and out when you are doing this kind of creative stuff, you, you know, you get on a schedule, you get on a good grind. And right now I'm in a good moment, right where I'm at right now, but it goes in and out. There'll be something like you go on vacation or something, or you, something happens and then it disrupts that you know, the schedule you've been on the regiment you've been on. Yeah. That's usually how I maintain writing and reading like that. I so just, what is your
3: regimen? Like what is do you, how much time do you set aside to uh, your craft?
2: Usually at least an hour to two hours, five days a week. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. That's dedicated. Yeah. It's
0: like going to the gym and shit. You gotta be, and there. I, work,
2: I try to work out too, because I do think I work out only like a half hour, 20 minutes, like three to four days a week. My wife, uh, the lovely Brenda yeah. is dumb hard into working out. So she kind of keeps me on track with that. But I will say, the more that I exercise and work out and do that, it makes it easier to sit down at a computer and sit and grind. And because you're clear your mind a little bit. Exactly. You're and you're also forcing yourself, coming up with ideas to write stories about. That's the easy part. And writing notes, that's the easy part. Sitting down and actually writing the prose or writing the actual scripts, that's going to be something you want to turn it into something serious at some point. That takes a lot more discipline. Well, you want to know what I think?
3: I uh, uh, The best art usually comes out of the love of the art. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you're not doing it for a particular reason. You're doing no. it because you, you're compelled to do it. It's inside you. It needs to come yes. out. And you 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 putting aside that time to to work on your craft and the kind of like, like this is who I am. I need to be, I, I can't breathe unless I'm doing this.
2: Exactly. It's like, you know, Edgar Allan Poe died on the streets of Baltimore drunk. And uh, you know, ultimately that ultimately that's my goal. But you know <laughs> oh, But no, for real, I'm joking about that. Uh, not not about just, the more. Uh. But look at well, at this point, that's a whole nother thing we could get into. But what I'm saying is it's more about the art. I'd rather uh be remembered for some legendary work than really you know, everyone wants to be successful at the end of the day, but yeah. I want to make some good work. And you're never going to make good work if you don't have a discipline down, at least for me. I know some people can just turn it on like that. I can't. I have to be disciplined. I mean, about
0: you it. got there's you got to put in the work. But there are those few fuckers who are just like it just comes naturally. Yes. And, and then there's talented people who are lazy. And sometimes I fall yes. into that category and I'm like, the fuck yes. is wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, you have said, but then once you put yourself into a regiment, like working out, like doing it every day, uh, you're putting in the work and something will happen. You know, yeah. it will. It's almost guaranteed as, as long and, as you um, put the work in.
2: Stephen King's book, Dan's Macabre, yeah. came out a long time ago. That's about writing. It's not a novel. It's oh. about what? It's like a memoir early. Oh, wow. But he talks a lot about writing. And I read that a long time ago now, like 12 years ago, maybe. And he did have a long part about like talent is just a raw butter knife. So if you have it, you have to sit there in the lab every day, sharpening it. Yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines. And I strongly agree with that.
0: It's a muscle too. You got to use it or lose it. Yeah, You're going to exactly. lose it.
2: Uh,
0: so let, I just, I wanted to give the listener like a, a clip, a clip of a track off this uh, out the dirt. Oh boy. Uh, I'm going to play like about a minute, half of it. I love the f- second track. The first one's an intro audio B movie. Yeah. Yeah, That was what I was just saying
2: to you. Real quick, yeah. you don't, do you know by any chance where that intro comes from? No, I was going to ask you, what is the intro? It's Iggy Pop from a movie called Hardware that was this, like... Oh, my God. You know that movie? Dude, it, is it, it? it's derivative. It's like a spinoff of Judge Dredd, actually. Really? From I think i movie. Is, is, uh, is Jamie Lee Curtis in this? No, it's got... Oh, this guy I think his name is Dylan McDermott. Um basically it's about it's the scorched earth is out there like Judge Dread, right? And they don't say Mega City One or well, that was the name of the shit in Judge Dread, right? Yes, yeah.
0: that's Mega City One.
2: Exactly. So this guy goes out into he's a collector, he's a scavenger. He goes out into the desert and finds this like robot skeleton thing and brings it back to his house because his girl is a sculptist or sculptor Yeah. Uh, Sculpturer. I don't know how you say that. Sculptor? Artist. Artist. What yes. sculptor. Yeah, uh-huh. sculptor, that's yes. it. So uh he brings this like uh uh robot alien skeleton to their apartment for her to build a sculpture out of. But then it ends up, of course, going crazy. And I've uh, seen this movie. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But Iggy Pop is the radio show host in the film, and Lemmy Kilmeiser from Motorhead Recipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in it, too. He's a cab driver. Oh, shit. And at shit. one point... I think the guy, Dylan McDermott, who's a star, yeah. gets in Lemmy's cab and Lemmy turns on the Iggy radio station. And he hears this. Here's the intro. Let's just Let's uh, go. Now we set it up. This is Angry
3: Bob, the man with the industrial dick, coming at you loud and clear on W.A.R. Radio. Rise and shine, folks. It's a beautiful day. Just look at that sky. It's a work of art. <laughs> Nature never knew colors like that. And a friendly reminder, when you look at it, be sure to wear your shades the radiation counts way up in the heat wave ain't expected to let up either weather control tell us it'll probably hit 110 downtown before nightfall
0: as for the good news there is no fucking good news so
2: let's rock with one of our golden oldies
0: that's a great uh intro and this yeah. album has, you have tons of clips for movies. Hardware 1990 came out. Yeah. yeah. Iggy Pop, Dylan McDermott, Lemmy, Carl McCoy. Uh, yeah. That is a deep cut. And I love the other, you use a lot of movie movie tracks, stuff that I don't
2: even know, some that I'm familiar with. This beat we sampled from uh, Fred Williamson, Black Cobra 2. Oh, shit. That's when, another deep it's cut. It's weird. It's not even a fucking black exploitation movie. It's like a... Jallo italian crime movie
0: wow for audio b movie what's the uh concept behind audio b movie
2: just rhyming this is introducing this would be introducing rapsploitation to the world all oh,
0: right dude i love it here i'm gonna play this up until the first uh chorus exploitation part let's go i love this beat i love this
1: that ain't never been my style I'm a pike down your icon, of boy's a time bomb. Uh. Wrote this whole verse on a wall with cry line. Mine's gone, a old motherfucker, get off my lawn. Red Dawn, fighter pilot, Maverick. Head- all the nice cars, flashy and crisp. Fuck that, you could catch me in an alien ship. You talk a lot of shit, but you ain't sick of rips. I'll cut off my dick and mail it to your chick. Yeah. Mike's monstrous, display the most dominance. I make you wanna chase a handy shot with hollow tips. Fallen Pharaoh in the age of apocalypse. Ain't Stephanopolis, so please save the politics. Strange my brains, deranged them preposterous. When forgot them after I raided Metropolis. You wanna quit? Watch me soccer, kick your mama's tits. Mike rips, I'm a real life comic strip who cost black cobra sergio the young Sonia, soya baba hotep people that bram stokers are watch a whole flick to the credits is over Rapsploitation is now playing raps exploitation is now playing raps exploitation is now playing raps is, is now playing
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just name-dropped so much geek shit in in that 10 seconds.
2: And that's only in the first minute. That's
0: in the first (laughs) minute. That's what I'm telling you, listener. Do not
2: get this. Dug out the dirt. I love mint condition. If you think think that, peep this. Flow encrypted. I'm twisted as Joe fix it. Gray flesh. Sit vicious. I'm a misfit. Arrest resisted. Conflict with the piglets. Day of the triffids. It's not what you predicted.
1: Lit the blunt. Two puffs and then I clipped it. We kicked it. Poured two drinks and clicked it. As we bear witness to some sick shit, a human sacrifice, ritualistic.
2: Unload a cartridge, Viggo Larson, I go the hardest. Double-fisted marksman, twin bulls barking. Vomiting, blood splatter, splashing the carpet. Execute a target with an army of Martians. Cloak, druid, flow, mucus, spark, diffuses, robotic, steam, punk, car pumps, hydraulic fluid. Promo shooting, new mutant, I'm subhuman. My pen starts moving, it's doing nuclear fusion. Better fall back before you get your core cracked. I'm on the warpath, path. Left a burning bag of shit on your doormat. Raw rap. Stay out of my
1: way if we cross paths. Wielding spike bats. Riding on back of a warjack. Fast hands. Manny Pac-Man. Mr. Madman. The Max out the trash can. I crash in a black
2: van. Pissing on the charts of a top 40 pop band. Under the dark sun. I'm running on hot sand. With the force of a dwarf with a battle axe, heavily strapped, Frank Castle blasting back, rat tat tat, sniper shots tearing through your maga hat, acrobat uh, off the turnbuckle like I'm Cactus Jack. You're feeling trapped on Michael Myers in a plastic mask, got the face of a fake William Shat in a plastic cast. The aftermath, the gamma rays from the afterblast, it's all peace like the five percenters practice math. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you got my Rips. I like, I, I like come. how you.
3: Totally referenced that William Shatner's face is Mike Myers.
2: There, I was praying (laughs) one of you got that. Yeah, there's so much great references in there. I messed it up a little bit, but that's all right.
3: Imran will will, uh, sit there and tweak it a little. Yeah,
2: yeah, tweak it, brother. I,
0: by the way, I need that one too. That was amazing. I will cut it and send it to you. Is that going to show up on the next album? Maybe. No, no, that's for you guys. That's That's exclusive. Yes, exclusive. Mike
2: rips. Acapella. See, Mike Rips Rips is amazing. I attempt to never repeat shit. It might happen here and there, but I don't like to. Dude, that's amazing. That's tough to do. That's amazing.
3: When you're rhyming at such a high volume, it's hard not to repeat Just
0: amazing use of words and uh, stream of consciousness flow. I really... I love shit like that. I totally dig it. Listener, if you want to hang out with
2: Mike Rips, Mike, you're in our Facebook group, aren't you? Jock and Nerd Nation? Yes, yes. Yeah. By the way, I posted that uh, heel turn short story in there. Oh, that's A couple right. months back. That's right. You could read a short story. Uh, uh, you could also... Was that the guy without the dick?
0: Oh,
1: I you I read that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, was buddy? a long time ago, but I think yeah. I remember it
2: like no. no. Real turn was the wrestling shit. Was the guy oh. who was the washed up wrestler who took the steroids. Spoiler alert: He took the steroids, and then you know he he went down a dark path. Oh, I hadn't read that. Yeah, I gotta pick that, that up.
3: I'm, yeah, I'm I a- read something that you wrote about a guy with no dick. Yeah, I- <laughs> it's a,
2: it's a hitman that gets his dick cut off. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Actually. You have that line in, in in the
0: song. I'll cut off my dick at mail it, mail to, your it to your bitch. I fucking <laughs> love
2: it. The other line I love
0: is I, you can't tell that I cross dress because I rock a burka. Uh oh, yeah. fucking fantastic, <laughs> so
3: clever. Well, it's I, so I, good. I listened to this record uh, and uh, I noticed that you ha- you're kind of politically in in different camps. You have you have a lot of anti-Trump stuff, but yeah. then you also comment on snowflakes and stuff like yeah. that.
2: I'm I'm naturally I've been for years and I've been my dad and my brother, they're conservatives. This dude that I used to be really close with who was a uh my I wouldn't say my mentor, but is a guy I worked with for years who was a he was a hardcore I would say socialist. And uh, you know, I always thought I was on the left and I would say I would be like center left maybe, mm. but I don't know, nowadays that I think doesn't it can't mean the Exactly. Yeah. I think trying to classify is it is pointless. Yeah.
0: Don't put yourself in a box because there's yeah. no. You can't put yourself
3: in a box. But I'm just trying to point out that you kind of. You're not a person that's blind to what's the the, no. the stupidity yeah. on both sides of exactly. what's going on in the world. Yeah. Like I think I that follow, some people. I follow
2: the politics, but I don't think there's any way out of it. That's why no. I, I prefer anarchy to anything.
0: Yeah. Ah. <laughs> like
2: yeah.
0: Uh, whoa whoops sorry that? ignore that i hit a weird Uh-oh. button Whoa. uh but you know what you got to call out the bullshit on both sides that's all it comes exactly down to. uh well i want to get back to the jock nerd nation because i got to tell the listener join our facebook group jock nerd nation it's closed it's exclusive it's just for you uh it's a lot of fun you can chop it up in there with mike rips with all of us i got a shout out we have a big birthday uh one of the most engaging members of the nation, long-time listener, Patreon supporter, posts all the time. The nation wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for this guy. Happy birthday, Jess Rivera. Talking nerd. Happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday wishes happy now. Happy birthday. To commemorate this, Mike Rips. So I'm going to play you a clip from uh, a previous show, episode uh-oh. 198. Yes, it's, <laughs> it is uh-oh. Because I used to... Welcome people when they join the group, right? Every week. And then one week, like fucking 50 people join. And I'm like, well, I can't do this shit anymore. It's too many names. But just listen to Ruggs. Do you remember this when, when we first introduced Jess when you said welcome?
3: Uh I don't remember okay, anything. Here it is. Here,
0: <laughs> he doesn't. His mind is made of cotton and
2: felt. Yeah, spot. I, I don't retain it. Yeah, that.
0: true. Here is uh here's me welcoming uh Jess Rivera to the Jockey Nerd Nation. Gotta give a shout out, new member this week jess rivera thanks for listening thanks for joining the facebook group she right after i wrote the welcome post she wrote thanks for the ad have been binging through the podcast ever since finding it oh shit oh, no. what now, are you uh, sure is this is a chick i think it's a, it's a another girl that listens and there's another girl confirmed later on in the show you'll see jess rivera i believe is a female yeah
2: Our first female <laughs> listener
0: yeah uh no update jess rivera still not a girl <laughs> Jess Rivera is not a girl, but that's... I thought he was initially. Stop gendering people, Imran. I'm sorry. Ah. This is going great. I saw, you know, whatever. But now we know, and we'll always have that Jess Rivera happy birthday. That's there fun. you go. So you can join the nation, so I can mix up your gender. Isn't that fun? Uh, Mike Rips, let's get to your geeky side, bro. Uh, let's go. I want to talk about a couple of things. Avengers
2: Endgame just released on
0: digital... Download. Oh, it did? Oh, yep.
2: speaking of which, let me tell you a personal story. All right. My wife loves the whole MCU hard, and she's been begging for fucking months for Endgame to come out. So it's out now? It came out yesterday. I bought okay. it. I actually watched it again
0: last night. Oh, shit. Uh, because I couldn't wait to watch it again. It will be on Blu-ray in a few days. But okay. is it on is it on Netflix? It's on, no? no, not on Netflix. It's not gonna be on Netflix. It's gonna oh, go to Disney you. Plus once wow. that launches. Oh shit. So right now the only way you're gonna be able to get it is you gotta buy it off like Amazon or Comcast or, or Vudu or, or, or iTunes or get the Blu-ray. Uh, but there's, like, commentary. So when I bought this, it was 20 bucks on Amazon. The file, the time of this thing, it's seven hours. Oh, shit. The whole oh, – Because of the, uh, yes. the
2: special stuff.
0: All the – So the movie ends, and there's still five hours of shit. There was a Stan Lee featurette. It was really good. They get into each of the characters. They get into the the design, the art director, the, uh, uh, you know, Tony Stark starting the whole thing as Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Uh, I'm digging it so far. And there's a commentary – and, oh. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that have been
2: revealed. First of all, let me ask you, what would you think of Endgame? I really enjoyed it, to be honest with you, and I was skeptical. We we did this a year ago. We didn't talk about Infinity War. No, right? we, you came out in April of 2018. So it was about to come out. It was and br- I, I think before. I sat yes. on there, yeah. and I was getting half wasted on there, as yeah. I am now, but yeah. I'm a little more coherent. That's how you got to do I it. Can't, I can't just smoke in this room like I used to. No. Um, so, But what's it called? I think I said on that podcast, I was like, I'm so skeptical about them nailing this because right. it's fucking so many actors, so yep. much shit built up. It's going to crash and burn. Nobody but knew
0: what to expect at the time. Yes, I remember. This. I
2: loved Infinity War and I loved Endgame even more. I saw it like the Saturday it came out. You know, it comes out Thursday night or whatever. Yep. Wednesday yep. night at yep. this point. Yep. Who knows? Yep. But I saw it the Saturday morning and I really liked it. And spoiler alert. Tony dying. I cried at least five times in the theater. Dude, it is.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, when he's like, Mr. Stark. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Peter's
0: like, Oh, you're going to be okay. And then pepper just says the perfect thing. She's like, we're going to be okay. You can rest now, Tony. That's all she says. And it's fucking perfect. They released a a deleted scene. I don't know if you guys caught this. Uh, I heard
2: about it. Yeah,
0: it's, it is. uh, They all take a knee. So right after that scene, the camera pulls back and, and one by one, everyone just gets down on one. I knee. just wish it's that super
3: touching after they, as that, my this would be great is as they pan yeah. across all of the heroes. Taking a knee, you just slowly pan on Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's just there. Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: Have been, somebody needs to fucking Photoshop that in right uh, now. That's not a meme yet. Yeah, it's a yes, Colin Kaepernick. Someone should a knee. forever. And then the fucking captain of the soccer teams there taking a knee also. Yeah. That girl, everyone. Uh, and then, but another interesting thing is this is the scene where you see Gamora just fucking exit stage right. You yeah. see her and she just walks off because I remember going, what the fuck happened to Gamora? They never showed her actually leaving. This is the clip, but also right after oh, this, oh this, shit! Yeah, this, but it's unnecessary because right after this is the funeral scene. So, like, you're, mm. gonna, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do the funeral. The movie's fucking. I think long that the neat thing was too cheesy. I mean, I could see you saying it's a little corny, but it,
3: it's uh, yeah, it's. I it's, think it's, that the funeral is a much better, be, much better way to go. Uh,
0: well, the funeral definitely, I think, does have the the impact you want. You know, at the end, because you see everyone.
3: Yeah, just. I mean, I liked there. everything up until the knee. I liked everybody like just shuddering and not be,
2: and being in disbelief. Yeah, because it would have been nice to see some of the other characters' uh, reactions. Wait, question. So, yeah. did you guys go back and see it in the theater, or you just watched it online, what, or how did you see that extra scene? That they released it online. It's actually okay. in the, yeah. it's in
0: the show notes right there, Mike Rips. If you okay, click. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's uh, you, you know,
3: I'll give you a second to take a look at it. I'll grab another beer
0: talking nerd that was
3: so sanctimonious
0: hey for the listener time jump rugs and i both got beers while mike rips watched the tony take us knee scene so yeah.
3: you know what that means we both got beers things are gonna get weird yeah yeah well i like to drink with mike rips i can't do it in real life because i can't really keep up with him because yeah. i like you know in real in reality i don't think um but i can
2: drink with him on the show <laughs> hey, they, well, I mean, again, you're a you're an inanimate object, technically, right? Yes, that's correct.
0: Yeah, technically and in reality. So, uh, Mike Rips, what do you think of that? Uh, the take a knee scene?
2: Uh, it's just I don't know. It's I liked it without it. They were right to cut it. It's I'll a little. It, yeah, it's a little much like uh, it's way too much. It's sanctimonious. It's pretentious. It's annoying. <laughs> the way they ended it was good. Yeah. 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 The way it was I done. I think
3: everything up until the knee is okay. They could have maybe eked that out, but then anything after that was like way.
2: The hilarious was, thing to think about for me is that these actors sat there and did that and thought it was a good idea at the time.
0: Uh, yeah, everyone did it all seriously and stuff too. Exactly. You know, that is,
2: that is kind of interesting. Uh, the commentary reveals
0: some other interesting things. Like, I did not know, you know, how Tony Stark is all emaciated and gaunt and skinny in the beginning.
2: How uh, he did that naturally? No,
0: that's all VFX. It's I, even all, that, I did not know. I didn't know. It looks really Come good. On, Imran. It looked so real. I was watching it again. The I was like, holy here.
2: shit. He's like, when he seen, <laughs> when he seen Chris Evans small and, uh, he's really, he, he's, he really he's like, he lost serum. that much weight. How did they get that little body (laughs) and
0: then turn it into the big body? Oh, please. No, I mean, it looks so realistic that I thought, uh, you know, Stark helped them a little bit. But, man, uh, I believe it. So there's a lot, a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm excited to go back and listen to the they commentary
2: can make Samuel Jackson
3: the look like he's 30 years old they, yeah. and they can do anything. That's a good point. So, I'm an idiot.
2: Oh, speaking of which, this <laughs> yeah. is kind of off track, but yeah. you guys seen the uh, trailer for Scorsese's next movie, the yeah, Irishman dude, I, I did De Niro, not see it. They made De Niro look like he's 30 or Dude, This like is amazing.
0: Rugs. I have the link here. I'll put it in the show notes. The Irishman, he's trailer, the Irishman. This is amazing. Cause this is, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci for fucking Netflix. Oh, shit. Yeah, wow. But it's going to be in the theater, too, apparently. Oh, it, oh, it will. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Because You ste- put something in the show notes? Yes, the trailer. Click on the link, the trailer for The Irishman. Steven oh. Spielberg is upset that these Netflix movies can be... Uh, yes. uh eligible for Oscars. But I watched Roma. I wasn't too into it. You know? the, dude, the D. H. De Niro in this trailer—he looks like he does from fucking Goodfellas. Yeah, it's amazing
2: that they he can do He looks like this. Jimmy Conway.
0: He absolutely does. It's about I guess Jimmy Hoffa and the disappearance yep. of Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, which uh, it looks—it lo- it looks amazing. I mean,
2: yeah, have- there was a movie. I don't know if it's the same dude. There was a movie with Ray Stevenson called The Irishman. I don't know if it's the same thing as. It's the same story as what we're about to watch with De Niro and them.
0: That's interesting. If there's already another movie called The Irishman, uh, or Killed
2: the Irishman, it might be called. And Ray Stevenson plays the guy. The Punisher. No, yeah, the Punisher. The guy, Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Yes, Rome.
0: I, I like that the, Punisher War Zone. Yeah. So over the Plus top. His name McNulty is Jigsaw. Yeah, he's way over the top, but really, yeah. Uh, aside from him like spinning on the fucking chandelier in the beginning, yeah. that that is pretty good fucking Violet Punisher action.
2: Oh wait, by the way, did you guys watch Punisher season 2 or no? Yes. I didn't watch that. Like is it good or no? I enjoyed it's it. It's pretty good.
3: Okay.
0: It's
2: not
3: like amazing. It's not like it's not going to knock your socks off, but I liked season 1. It's definitely one a worth lot. a watch, yeah. Burnthal is is great
0: in this yeah, role. Yeah, he's great. And uh season
2: 2 of uh Daredevil was that was knock your socks off, or at least close. What do you like, think of well, season
0: three of Daredevil? I thought that was one of my nah, favorites. I don't know if
2: I watched that. I Dude, you, you got to watch season, season
0: three because it. it ties into the first season. It's pretty good. It's got a bullseye in. It's it, got bullseye
2: and kingpin. Oh, that's right. And they, but who like they said they were going to make a bullseye series, but is that happening uh, still? Or no, I no? don't remember. Because hearing now anything Disney about that. owns the whole thing.
3: Yeah, that whole. All that stuff for Netflix that they developed is all gone and getting rebooted. There
0: is a rumor that they may, yeah, that Daredevil definitely will see probably sometime because he's way too great a character to them to just throw away. Uh, We'll probably see them in the MCU. Speaking of Disney, Mike Ripps, Marvel Phase 4, San Diego Comic-Con.
2: Yeah.
0: Five movies, five TV shows over the next two years.
2: Okay, so for sure I know that... What are you excited okay, for? Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier, where apparently they're going to deal with the government
0: not wanting Sam Wilson to be Captain America
2: interesting that's interesting yeah that could be good could it depends work. if they're very ham-fisted with the writing i'm i'm gonna be done it i'm needs not gonna good, watch it it
0: needs good action also as well this whole thing
2: kind of complicates it too because now you have to watch these shows on yes. top of the movie so if you
0: your wife you said is a huge marvel fan you're yes. obviously mcu fan you yeah. are
2: you're gonna be getting disney plus right you have to now I assume I'm going to bring it up right now. (laughs) You guys have brought it to my attention now. It's like this is going to be – I'm going to have to sit her down and be like, baby – I know. I'm already paying for like uh, ESPN Plus, The Zone. No, I'm kidding. Do you get Hulu?
0: Because they may no. be able to. Oh, because they're going to bundle Hulu it. Hulu
2: let you have as many people watching it as possible. I know that. Yeah, you
0: can make profiles, but I believe yeah. they're going to uh, offer Disney Plus as a add on to Hulu. Kind of no like way. you can add HBO to Hulu and other things. So, okay. well, out of these, what are you most excited for?
2: The uh, Shang Chi. The, yeah? uh, the yes, because I love that comic book.
0: Yeah, Simu Lu, they got a Chinese actor. It's going to be a yeah. straight-up kung fu martial arts yes. movie. You got uh, that's the, the one I'm definitely
2: the most excited for. And the real Mandarin also involved. Yes, I saw that he's going to be in there. He's the villain in there. Or maybe not the villain. I don't know.
3: No, no, he's definitely going to be the, one of the major presences of yeah. evil. Or, it's called well, Legend well, of uh,
2: the yeah, Ten Rings. What's his name? was Baron Mordo right. in the, uh, what's it called, yeah, Doctor Strange movie. And then it's like, well, he was the villain, but I guess they build it up. I'm still operating on the like 70s, 80s, 90s version of Marvel. I know it's completely, you know, different now. How do you feel about that? I like the 70s, 80s, and 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. I don't, I don't uh, not like what they're doing in modern comic books, but every now and then I don't have a pull list. I'm not one of those guys. A lot of times I'll buy trade paperbacks and read those. I'm sure I brought this up on here before. But when I, every time I go to buy some trades, I'll go and buy a bunch of new comic books, just the new stuff from the week, and see it. I haven't been impressed in many, many years. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some indies. What what Marvel and DC do? DC is better than Marvel in the printed comic book form. Okay, yeah. In my opinion, I don't know what you guys think of that.
0: I mean, I think with their their rebirth, they've been selling a little bit more. With uh, you know, they're doing like Batman. Uh, Batman who laughs, Batman last night. Scott Snyder writing all that stuff. I think it's yes, selling books. He's good. Scott yeah, Snyder's Yeah,
3: good. I think that DC um, is horrible with continuity, and they're always yes. constantly rebooting yes, stuff. But I, think, I agree with that. But I think it's always in an effort to get back to like uh, making the heroes relevant. Mm. Okay. And Marvel is more like doing it to keep up with the times.
2: That's real. That's a really interesting take. That's a good because point. I yeah. think.
3: Marvel like wants uh to maximize the fan base. Especially Disney mm-hmm. wants to maximize the, the fan base and uh DC's struggling to 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 even make their characters stand out among Marvel now. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Well, how do we do that?" Well, we can't we can't just fucking change. They tried fucking changing everything and then they ended up changing it then back. They had
0: to change it back
3: with rebirth. So yes. I think that they learned something. They they learned like, "Okay, there is something to these characters and we have to like keep our fans, the ones that we have, from, like, going away. Because the people who are DC fans are DC forever. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, that's for sure. They they won't budge on if Marvel's better. They'll never say or admit that. Or, no,
3: you're not going to convert anyone from DC. Which, by the way, um, I don't
2: necessarily think Marvel is better. I think they both have their moments in different yeah. situations.
3: I think that it's it's a per-comic basis. Mm-hmm. I think that... um. With the flagship characters, I think uh, uh, Marvel has guided them into territories that uh, people can relate to more. Okay. And DC uh, is they, they they're struggling to do that sometimes, but they're they're telling more comic booky stories. So you understand what I'm saying? So like basically DC is still playing in that realm of the 1980s, 1970s comic book. Good.
2: That's what I prefer. That's probably why I said I like them more right now. Marvel is 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 more
3: relevant. People, More people, younger people are are gravitating towards it, but it's not a better product.
2: It's funny because you endlessly hear people who don't know anything about anything from back in the day or just generally. They're like, oh, Marvel's better than DC. It's like, why are you saying that? You don't even know. I remember back in the you know, 80s, 90s, whatever. I'm dating myself, of course. But it's like, when someone said that, they actually knew what they were talking about. Now random people say that and it makes no sense.
0: Well, and they just Wikipedia the shit and they think they True. know everything instead of actually reading it.
2: I- well, what about the uh, that era it, it is so
3: great for you that you keep kind of returning to it? you think it's just... It's it's a shit that I grew up on and it's forever ingrained in you. Or is it like that? It's truly the best stuff. I think
2: it's nostalgic to some extent, but yeah. I'll specifically touch on like the late 80s and early 90s because that's where I got into it. Yeah, me too. And again, we're going Frank Miller. Yep, Dark yep, Knight just yep, came out. Yep, so yep. there's that's a big deal. Carnage came out in 92, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then that's coming off Venom and Secret Wars when and you all that. In- image
0: stuff, so. Comics and Spawn come and off then of exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah, then the yeah.
2: indie movement. So, yep. and then Hellboy's right there a few years later. So, yep. you know, I, I think that it has a lot to do with the time and the place. And the thing is, the indies weren't trying to be this pretentious garbage, they were making anti hero comic books. Yeah. Okay. Especially the Image and Dark Horse or whatever. But even back to the stuff, the, what's it called? DC, Vertigo was coming out in the late 80s, Watchmen, all that stuff. And Dark Knight Rises and the Dark Knight stuff, the... Um,
0: Dark Knight Returns, yeah.
2: Frank Miller stuff. Yeah. And also the Daredevil stuff that was coming out at the yeah, time, too, yeah, where yeah, Shema yeah. drew it. yeah, um, All that was a little more harder, a little more real. And it's funny because... We're about to talk about Tarantino. Yep. I do feel like it was an artistic explosion in the late 80s, early 90s, where you have all those indie movies like Reservoir Dogs, El Dude, Mariachi, yes. Clarks. We, yep. It all kind of culminated at once. And I think the 80s, the late 80s built up to that. You had Watchmen, which is groundbreaking. You had um, Swamp Thing. I yep. think that might yep. have been a little bit earlier. Sandman, Sandman of course, yep. and Neil. I have a, did you guys watch his new show, by the way? Uh, good omens, I did watch all six episodes on Amazon. It's not bad, and it made me want a Sandman TV show. And guess what? Netflix. I was like, fuck yeah, because Well what well, what he said, what specifically makes me like that era so much? Yeah. I think people were a little more freewilling. I think that's the generation X, as they say, um, version of writing comics and stuff like that. So well, I I think that in
3: general, I think that um the '90s and the late '80s was yeah. all about catharsis. Yes, right. Yeah. So oh, you, interesting. You, you, yeah. you put out all of the worst things. To, you're, you're exercising those demons. Now we're so like, uh, I guess, puritanical. Yes. That we're now we're like holding everything back. It's pearl clutching. And, and you it's can't, so safe. Like, like yeah. Like so. Like Tarantino was all of a sudden every you know was using every single like. Uh, Horrible thing and taboo thing in his movies and talking about all kinds of crazy, like sick shit, putting it in your face. You know the the gimp, like all of these things. Like and uh, all the all the movies that were around that contemporary time were pushing that envelope and letting people kind of fantasize about things. Uh, People were sexualized. You went to the movies because you were like so pent up in your real life that you wanted someplace to just fucking fantasize. Yes, now like. Everybody's so worried about accuracy yep. and who's offended and yeah. stuff like that. Like, the fantasy is gone. Like, the media we, industrial complex traded.
2: has been built up for 30 years now. We're so
3: afraid about getting sued oh, or someone being deal. canceled that there is no room for fantasy anymore, even in I any agree. kind of way. I'll tell you
0: who's not afraid still is fucking Quentin Tarantino, no. which is a good segue because yeah. – Listener, we're going to review Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Before we do that, we're going to take a quick break right here. Cool. I'm going to play some promos, and we'll be right back to geek out about Tarantino right after this.
1: After these messages,
3: we'll be right back. Hey hooligans, this is Michael.
1: This is Michelle.
3: This is Jeremy. From Who the What Now. The show about strange stories from the internet. And Bigfoot came over and beat his ass. Oh my God. He like knocked him around a little bit and he just
0: kind of went limp, and Bigfoot left. Pop culture. And clams. John Fod Van, <Clam>. Jean-
3: Jean- <laughs> Fod Van Clam gonna... was supposed to be the alien in Predator. Mm-hmm. and like did like a jump splits and like ended up with his like batch right in the dude's face. That's just part in our crazy lives. Like there's a cat on my back And then All of a sudden I feel something I feel a furry paw Go down my ass crack <laughs> Just slide right down My ass crack I was like What are you doing? You can catch us On all your favorite Podcast applications
1: Spotify
3: iTunes Libsyn iHeartRadio Stitcher Yamamas, <laughs> And wherever else You find They have Quality podcasts
1: <laughs> so don't miss out on the next Ooh, the, the What, what Now what?
0: If you're looking for a sports Host and show that gives you
3: The flavor, Tom Brady, thrown for over 60,000 yards, the most Playoff victories, the most Super Bowls The most Super Bowl MVPs He is not the greatest of all time That brings the energy Should I quote, the earth is flat Close quote, the earth is round That isn't about This or that. It ain't this or that. Charles Barkley, 1994. You stole two home games in the Western Conference Semifinals against the Rockets. Your team blows it in seven. One year later, up three games to one. Two games at home. And you blow that too. Then you've come to the right place. I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guy, Cole Johnson. Cole
1: Sports on Cole Sports with a Z.
3: Go, doc, doc,
0: doc, 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 and nerd. Nerd. Listener, if you enjoy this show and you want more show, join our fan club. Visit jocka slash Patreon. It's like Joc Nerd Plus or Jocka Nerd Max. Uh, you get a bunch of stuff. You can support the show, and everyone gets a bonus RSS feed, a bonus podcast just for our Patreon supporters, where you get early access to this show, the spin-off show. And bonus audio, like movie reviews, instant reactions. There's a sports show called Jock Talk with Anthony. New this week on the Patreon, you have my instant reaction to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My instant reaction to season one of The Boys on Amazon. All eight episodes. Highly recommended. I will say that right now. Check out The Boys. It's very good. It's violent. It's like Watchmen, but even more current and topical. Uh, I want to review the show. So, Ruggs. I'm almost finished. All right. It I got to fucking scam Anthony into watching this. And there's some post show with Del Hauer after our What the Fuck Happened
3: to yeah, Amazing. Post show means that's the Spider-Man. shit that's not in the regular show, like stuff that we talk about in between sometimes. If. Sometimes we will talk after the show or bullshit. So I uh, you get to hear that.
0: There's going to be bonus content from this episode. Oh, there's probably another show from this. Right? Because we yeah. got Mike Rips here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Holy shit. I'm super excited right now. Geek boner. If you could just feel my nipples, they could cut glass. Why? I'd love to. Yes. Feel, you're excited. Feel these nipples. Oh, yeah. uh, because we're going to do an informal review of Quentin Tarantino's latest movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But I'm psyched because I'm clearly here with three, two dudes. All three of us love, appreciate Quentin Tarantino. And and, and it's been a long time since we've actually got to talk about a Tarantino movie. And honestly, I think this is the first Tarantino movie I've seen in the theaters since fucking Pulp Fiction Twenty-five really? years ago, oh, wow. yeah, yes, I—I I, I don't think I've just not. I We just waited until they came out, and I didn't bother. Yeah. I've been busy. You know, support at the box office. The only Listen, guy I that's making
3: movies that's that like uh, original, that are on his own, beat yes, of his own drum, his
0: own vision. The guy is not safe. He will do whatever the fuck he wants. This movie right now uh, is at eighty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Uh, average rating seven point seven five out of ten. It was made for about ninety million dollars. It's only open in the in the U.S. I don't think it's open internationally. Opening weekend, it makes forty one million dollars. This is the biggest opening for Quentin Tarantino. Uh, That's weird
2: to me in right? itself.
0: Yeah, it's uh, ninety million though. I didn't think it was, I thought it would maybe sixty million. Yeah, I would have thought
2: Django opened. Uh, in-
0: inglorious bastards i think is the one it beat that was his highest opening wow yeah it's kind of weird but i think the reason this thing had had this big opening push i mean look who's in it you, first of all you yeah. got tarantino star power leonardo dicaprio margot robbie uh al pacino uh and and quentin tarantino telling uh, the you know his snapshot of Hollywood in the '60s, based around Bro, the Sharon Tate Manson let's murders. Let's be honest.
2: Who? What other director is even getting credit like that besides Scorsese? It's those two. Yeah, now. Th- there's no one. This maybe is, Spike there's, Lee.
3: There's maybe a few, but like the ones that are at the tip of everyone's tongue are going to be. Those are the first two you're going to say right off yeah. the bat. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty, but like those are the guys that you think about right away that are that are still. In the game. I mean, it's it's sad because this is supposed to be like one of his last movies. He's maybe like, I don't know if he's going to keep making them or not. On like, that note, be I
2: have to bring this up when you say that because this is his ninth film. There's one more. He's going to do one more at least. Yeah. Yeah. He might do more than that, but... One of the movies he's going to do? He signed up to do is an R-rated Star Trek movie. Yes. I, if that
0: ever happens. Dude, can you imagine Star Trek like
2: pulp fiction
0: in space?
2: Oh shit. I would be very excited for it, but I don't want that to be his last movie. I you need no, you, me you need
3: Sam Jackson going, "Say Klingon again." Like <laughs> when when I saw Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter, yes. and, Oh yeah. And I was like, "I want to see the movie where um Vernita Green's daughter goes to fucking kill her. He still has Kill mm. Bill three. And you know, technically, I guess he
0: counts Kill Bill as one movie, because this is yeah. his tenth directed movie if you count yeah. Kill Bill one yeah, and yeah. two. But I, you know, it's it's one volume. Uh so other cast members, we got Dakota Fanning, Bruce Stern, Mike Moe, Luke, the late Luke Perry, uh, Nicholas Hammond. Oh shit. Dow. This is a deep cut, Mike Rips. Okay. Where was he? You know, he was... uh So he was the old director of the movie... Uh, of the show with the white hair, I oh think my that God, was Nicholas that's Hammond. Psychopath.
2: I love yes. that guy. You know
0: who Nicholas Hammond is, right? But uh, I don't know. No, nah, I don't. But he's A Spider-Man. Man. Nicholas Hammond played oh Spider-Man in the '70s show. Wait, <laughs> the Japanese <laughs> one? No, or no, the... the the U.S. shitty no, '70s the one. The 70s, really 70s. weird one. Yes, <laughs> the one yeah, where like oh I did not know that
3: he was the guy
2: with I the did, white I hair. I totally didn't know that. Sam Wanamaker.
0: Like this is the one where like the the man show in the '70s for TV. Literally, he's shooting ropes. Like when he.
2: It's, web. it's yeah. a big, thick, yeah. web. That, that, that one that's is so bad. One. It's that really bad. You ever seen the Captain America movie oh, yeah. from yeah, the Yeah, yeah. i seen them is all, is there, <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. Uh, this Fantastic really Four bootleg.
0: Yeah, that's really bad, yeah. too. Thing.
2: But, dude, let me tell you. When I was a
0: kid, this is the only live-action Spider-Man we had outside of Electric mm. Company where he didn't
2: talk or take his mask yeah. off. He, I posted oh that God. thing, the, the voting thing. Did you guys see that? I posted it on IG. It was uh, Spider-Man a live action thing of him telling you to vote. And it was, wow. it was, it was in the, it must've been like the Clinton versus Bush do, uh, HW. It must've oh, been. Oh, wow. When I that did not out. see that.
0: Uh, anyways, Mike Ripps, opening yeah. thoughts. Once upon a time in Hollywood, what did you think? Yeah.
3: What's your take on this movie? Like, how do you, like, what do you think Quentin Tarantino was up to? Oh, in this wait, hold. first
0: of
2: all, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. spoilers for box. sure.
3: Spoiler time.
2: Okay. I'm going to tell you everything. I think about it real quick. When I first saw Django, I was like, this is Quentin's best movie since Reservoir Dogs and uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Pulp Pulp Fiction. Fiction." Yeah, yeah. And as I always address Quentin Tarantino, I talk about his scripts because True Romance is his movie, even though Tony Scott directed it. Yeah,
3: I love that movie.
2: And uh, what's it called? From Dusk Till Dawn is his movie, too, even though.
3: It's Robert Rodriguez. Exactly.
2: Dusk Till Dawn is the first script Tarantino ever sold, by the way. Oh, wow. So I like to operate on those thoughts. And with that said, as of right now, I think Once Upon a Time in Mexico, it's either his third or fourth best. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Oh, in Hollywood, you mean. (laughs) Directing-wise, it's his third or fourth best. Definitely. Script-wise, it's in the top five, in my opinion. Oh, wow. Now, I do need to watch it again. Yeah. I was super gassed in the theater and the thing's 2 hours and 45 it's a minutes long ass movie. Yes. For me shit like this flies by. And again, I was with the lovely Brenda, my yeah. lovely wife in the yeah. theater. She was not feeling it for a lot of it.
0: Jeez, she thought it dragged a little. I mean, it's yes.
2: a, it's a ha- they're just hanging out most of the movie. Yes. And then as it went on and it progressed by the end, she was feeling it. She loved yeah. it. cuz you, know? you need
0: that time this is clearly a character-driven movie. It's yes. great to see Tarantino kind of mature and change as a director, movie to movie. Yeah, you know he is interested in you just getting to hanging out with these characters, and then it just it cl-
2: climaxes with amazing violence at the end. But the movie really doesn't have a plot. It's just stuff I happens. agree. My brother said the same thing, and I agree with that. I would say about as far as the characters and hanging out with them, Cliff Booth. Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt's character. I want to see. I can him. watch a whole other movie. Exactly. Yes. I think he maybe steals the show. Tarantino's always said he's done after ten or maybe twelve. Yeah, I've heard him no, say he's got. He wants to do the Star Trek movie. I've heard him say he has scripts for a horror movie and a 1930s gangster movie.
0: Ah, those are two genres he hasn't done yet. Yeah,
2: I would like to see him do both those. But whatever. Yeah. He also said. There's a Vega Brothers movie somewhere in the mix of the early films. Vincent you Vega, know, Vincent Vega, yeah, exactly. And Vic Vega is From Mr. True Bond. Oh, that's right. And then there's like
0: in True Romance. There's also some names that tie yes. in. Okay, to in the True the Romance.
2: Right in True Romance, uh, Clarence. Warley, Clarence, Christian Slater, clearly, Yeah, he works at the comic book store that's owned by Lance. Now, the heroin dealer in Pulp Fiction in L.A., played by Stoltz, Eric Stoltz or yes, whatever, yes. that's Lance. That's I, Lance. Oh, shit. I think that's the same character. Yeah, no, it of is. Of course, the in. Vega brothers and the Gecko brothers are in that universe as well. Yeah, yeah I love and they've it. Been, And then they had Marcellus Wiley, I think is Ving Rhames' name, but they said Marcellus Spider. Oh, in. Reservoir Dogs. I'm really like you. See how much of a fanboy of Tarantino? Yeah, dude.
0: I I love going. I love Tarantino's reality. I love when you're watching one of his movies. You go into Quentin Tarantino world and you just let him take you on a fucking ride.
2: The first four are all. And also, have you guys ever seen a movie called Killing Zoe? Yes, that's a great movie. Yes, okay, that's in that Band Apart. That's in that whole thing too. And the guy that wrote Pulp Fiction with Tarantino, I think is I forgot his name. He made the Beowulf movie, which was a piece of shit. Uh, And he made the uh, Rules of Attraction. Oh, okay. Um, What's his name? Brett Easton Ellis novel movie. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he wrote Pulp Fiction with Tarantino. And he made Killing Zoe. I don't know if he directed it. He definitely wrote it.
0: Roger Avery?
2: Yes, exactly. That's him.
0: I got to tell the listener, man, you know, these lists of top ten Quentin Tarantino movies, rank them. Everyone, don't sleep on True Romance. It is it's one very of
2: high.
3: my
1: all-time no, I, favorite me, movies of all time. It's
2: one of it's in the top five. Yes. No problem. Yes. No question. For written scripts, to me, it's in his top three. Yeah. Yeah, it's an yeah. amazing I mean, script
3: directed amazingly like, by Tony
0: that Scott. That
2: movie is your, is your rapping. It's exactly yeah. the same
1: yes. thing.
3: Yes, yes. It's, a, I love it. it's an homage yes. to... to to exploitation films, yep. kung fu
0: yep. films, yep. all of those Comic things. Comic books,
2: everything. Comic and books. Yo, it's like- Boy, off air, I said this to Emron. Yeah. The reason it's so important to people like us, it's where you turn the nerd, the geek guy, into a crime hero. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yep. You
2: turn the nerd guy into an Elmore Leonard novel, It's the geek, you know true romance is the exactly. geek revenge
0: fantasy. It, that exactly. You, you want to so be Christian Slater.
2: And it took a guy like Quentin to write that, I guess. Yeah. You know? And it's got Balky in it.
0: It's got yes, an amazing set. <laughs> yes. Wait, but let's talk uh, about this movie. Name? Go what? ahead. Rotson Pinchot. Rotson Pinchot. I mean, it's got everybody. But Ruggs, you just saw Once Upon a Time yeah. the Hollywood. Yeah, what's your take on it? it? Your mind's all probably all I, fucked up. What is, I, uh, what's going on? I'm
3: struggling to form an opinion about it, but it's a long-winded opinion, and I don't know if I could get it all out, but... <laughs> Go for um, it. It's a little bit of a rug down, but, like... Oh, yeah, so,
0: hold on! <laughs> Here's the rundown.
3: Quentin Tarantino uh, is a director that basically he's not concerned with the narrative, like 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 a traditional person yep. that writes a movie yep. that it's mm-hmm. like Hollywood, like Hollywood factory films yep. that they okay has a three three act thing yep. and it's it, it's it's structured in a certain way. Um, he's kind of like more into showing you a certain scene that he a moment that he wants to show you. He want he doesn't care about the actual movie as a whole as much as uh, uh like these uh the producers to try and entertain people, yep. keep people. He's like fuck it, like if, if people are bored for 5 minutes, fine. I want to I want to show you something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um I want to show you my love for film. I want to show you my love for spaghetti western. Yep. I want to show you my love for these things. The I want to show you my love Hollywood. for LA. Yes, Los I Angeles. I want to show yes. you I want to recreate L.A. and have these long tracking shots of Brad Pitt driving so you can see L.A. that I've created in the background. It's
2: funny you say that. I was going to bring up the long driving shots. He loves that. Only yeah, yeah. he can get away yes, with that.
3: Yes, the long tracking shots. And he's doing these shots because he's, number one, he's recreating shots from other movies yep. that he likes. Yep. Uh, he's he, number, number two, he's showing you uh, the beauty and the splendor of all the signs lighting up and all of these things that are so L.A. Yeah. Um, that when you think about LA, their landmarks are all these signs, these like crazy old school signs. And all of these things, like that, people would probably find laborious. Yeah. Mm. He doesn't give a fuck if you, if, if Joe Idiot that walks in that's used to watching Marvel movies is bored. Yeah. He's like, he wants to try and show somebody who's into film, who's into Hollywood, like what it's all about.
2: That's why I loved it. What did you guys, real quick, specifically, what did you guys think of the Bruce Lee fight? I fe- I,
3: that I didn't like that much. Really? Because, Why not?
2: I love that scene. Because
3: uh, I feel like Bruce Lee is like such an icon, and that knocked him down a little and bit. And you saw
2: his daughter was writing an article about that yeah. that came out this week. I thought and, I
3: read somewhere that
0: something like that actually, there was a story that that kind of happened. Yeah. And that's but what it, he was pulling from.
3: But uh, he could have probably filmed it in a more ambiguous way where but it was obvious like that Brad Pitt was going to kick his ass.
1: True. Like there was You're no the way car. from
2: a writing and filmmaking standpoint. Yeah. I agree with you on that one.
3: Like I would have given Bruce Lee a couple of good ones mm. just so he could have just so maybe he, could, he got like, hit are- once or something yeah. like pretty good. Because yeah. Brad Pitt is like fucking superhero mode
2: yeah. in that movie. True. Also, there's one other thing that really stood out to me in the film that I have to bring up. Or I might forget when they talk about uh Leo. I'm sorry, Rick when Rick he goes Dalton. Yes. Rick Dalton when he goes to Italy and then he's doing he's doing the spaghetti westerns with yeah. Telly Savalas and all yes, that. Yes. But then he also he does like a Jallo movie. He does like a I don't know what they call it in Italy. They were like these crime movies called Stateca or something. Wow. Revolver okay. is the most famous one. Okay. And there's Leo there when he jumps over the bridge in the car. That's supposed to be one of those.
3: Oh, okay. So it's like the James Bond, yes, Italian, uh, exactly. Like they're all, they're all, exactly. They're all yeah.
2: derivative of that. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of the Italian films, uh, which is weird because I should. But like, um, I,
2: I haven't watched a lot of
3: Sergio Leone. I haven't watched yeah. a lot of that yeah. stuff. Um,
2: I have watched a lot, and what's his name? There was a crazy reference in the movie where when Leo's in the. Um, Dressing room with the, the Spider-Man guy, the yeah. dude with the yeah. white hair, yep. and he's like, he's telling them to put the mustache glue it to his face. He's like, I want it to be like Zapata. Do you yes. guys know what Zapata no. is? It's like a spaghetti Western series. There was at least three films. There's probably like five or ten that I don't know about, but I've seen the first three. And I, well, it's Yul Brenner playing some oh, crazy shit. rifle fighter.
3: Oh, fucking Yul Brenner. It's I wouldn't have known that. Only Mike Rips has yeah, that. I'm, I'm insane with the Acum. movies. Yeah, but that's good that we're talking about this with a person who's seen Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah, these, yeah, exactly. No, I,
2: I'm pretty familiar with the stuff that Tarantino was influenced by, but I still think his work... Actually, I have a question for you guys. Did you see The Hateful Eight? Yeah. You know what? That's the one I actually have not seen. I did... boy, what did you think of that?
3: Uh, um, I don't remember it that well, Uh, to be honest with you, because I, I really have a bad memory. Okay. <laughs> so... If I see something and it does, and I don't watch it more than once, it's hard for me to remember. Gotcha. But I remember, I remember watching and going, "Okay, let's like, what's this all about?" It felt like almost like a Coen Brothers movie. Yes, you know?
2: it's very much like that. Mm.
3: Yeah, so it was like like a Coen Brothers movie. When you go, you know, you're going to get a lot of dialogue. Exactly. And all Which go- is and- that's
2: why I liked it. I I I appreciated it, but I don't expect. You know? Yeah. And he, like, forget us, because we can kind of see... You said Coen Brothers. Like, if a regular person goes to see that, they're going to be like, fuck Quentin Tarantino. Well, and this
3: movie... This this guy's overrated. He's shit. It's asking a lot. Same with Coen Brothers. It
0: asks a lot of patience from the viewer. But the payoff is there, and the slow burn of
3: this, I thought, was really good. It's all about the filmmaking. It's the choices that you make when you make a film. Now, um... Yeah, the hate Wait was more of a talky film, and I was surprised you know, that
2: this the, was a comedy. Last, this is a comedy. It's a it Quentin Tarantino comedy. I gotta say, Leo killed it, and he's really funny. And I've never seen him play a role where he was doing straight up trying to be funny comedy shit. This allegory
3: in this film is great because of how they played it, because it shows you: you have Leo, you have Brad Pitt. Like these are two movie stars mm-hmm. that they're that's a dying breed. Yeah. Trolly, and this movie, is, this movie is this movie's about the old school 60s and early 50s, late 50s and early 60s how it was kind of being passed over onto a new era. Yeah. Where like uh TV was where you went to die as mm-hmm. an actor. Yep. Like you a movie star and then you you kind of fade away. And this is what's happening to actual filmmaking. It's fading away in in favor of franchise filmmaking sequels. Yes. Um uh event filmmaking capitalizing on whatever, you know, person that needs to be represented and then we make to make a whole movie about an event about that even if the movie sucks. Yeah, that's like, that's um, all we have now. Yeah, so th- this is basically the perfect movie for this time even though it's not his best movie, it's perfect for this moment in time because it's telling everyone, all right, this is what these characters were feeling when their careers were dying, yeah. Yeah. and having to be handed over to this new era. And these are, the, uh, and it's kind of like an allegory because Brad Pitt and, and DiCaprio are these movie stars. And DiCaprio is only forty; yeah. and he's already he's like done. in an era yeah. where mo- being a movie star it doesn't matter as long as you have a comic book name attached to something I or yeah. IP attached yeah. to something. Still, big star.
0: These guys That's are at, heavy, the, bro.
3: They're at the top
0: of their game, uh, yeah. and you can also see the Rick Dalton character as kind of a. M- Meta uh, commentary on Quentin himself, kind yeah. of as he's putting himself like, well, am well, I still a screenwriter? Relevant? Yeah, that doesn't mean that's anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, but dude, let's talk about these characters. I mean there's no, there's no reason for stuntmen anymore. No, that's true. CG That's yeah. also true. So Leo plays Rick Dalton. It's meta. It's very meta. This performance of Rick Dalton, where this insecure crybaby, the the way that, that Leo DiCaprio plays it so straight is so fucking dead on and perfect. And that's where all the, a lot of the comedy comes from is that he just fucking he's and he's slightly bipolar which I found yes. interesting. He has a little bit of like a stutter or like a tick. Did you notice yeah, that? Has, never, they tics. never got into that, no, but, it's but there. I was like, wow, there's a, he's
3: got a little stutter. I thought there's, that was very brave. There's a couple of things that happened in this movie that I thought that he kind of did in a poor fashion. Mm. Like number 1 was never resolving whether Brad Pitt killed his wife or not. Oh, that was interesting. Yes. I don't know if he, he definitely did it on purpose. Yeah. He wants you to question well, it. Well the point is and everybody thinks that he's a killer also. Like yeah. it's just the reputation. But it would be cool to know. Yeah. Uh that that, that is the what's in the briefcase I think for this movie. What's it's in the, the box. box? Yeah. And uh um, Oh, the briefcase from pulp fiction. Yeah. 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 Um so he Quentin Tarantino always gives you like that one thing that leaves that you don't know what the fuck it yep. how yep. it played yep. out. Yep, yep another thing that he did that I didn't like was the exposition dump that was done by the guy at the pool uh, it was supposed to be uh, who was what's his the, name
2: it was what's his name uh, The one they did the whole thing of him in Italy Steve McQueen oh, oh Steve McQueen right. yep. Yep. Steve McQueen yep. tells you who everybody is well, I got to say that Damian who. Lewis looks so much like Steve McQueen back then yeah he, oh, does. My yeah, he God. does I mean I love that
0: this is you know this time you're seeing Quentin use actual historical figures like real people like he's never yeah. done this before you have Squeaky Fromm and George Spahn bruce lee steve yeah. mcqueen
3: uh, the, uh they're all in here jay sebring sharon tate yeah now nothing with the sharon tate thing i think that a lot of people were also disappointed that this was it was a bait and switch a little bit like, people th- people thought this was going to be about the manson murders and sharon tate and he did what the inglorious bastards this end in and Django, revisionist history. he took
1: something yeah.
3: he took something and revised history to give it a happy air ending like so like you know Hitler gets killed, yeah. and a slave destroys the master and his whole entire plantation. Did you notice at
2: the end they don't show Sharon Tate's face, spoiler alert, when Rick rolls up, and, like, remember they finally invite Rick to their yeah. house, and yeah, yeah, yeah and, like, yep. brings him up, yep. and then... I, I didn't notice that. It stuck out to me that when it's an aerial view yeah. where, what's it called? They say hi to Rick and then they go in the house. They didn't want to show Sharon Tate's face after the fake thing that happened with uh, Cliff and Rick. That's a good point. Because wow. that might have been, you know, That's traumatic a choice. for what's it called? The family and whatnot. Oh,
0: I see. Well, let's get to that. for the, the, the listener, maybe hasn't seen. We're going to spoil this. This thing, it's revisionist history. And. A lot of the tension for me came from, if you know the Manson family and you know about Spawn Ranch and you know about the murders of Sharon Tate, uh, you're kind of like, okay, this is going to happen. And then a time jumps. She's pregnant. You're like, yeah. oh, shit. It's going down. And the genius of Tarantino to just drop these two dudes one house over to yeah. just interfere. And the last scene where Cliff and Rick kill the fucking Manson kids. Oh, my oh, God. Shit. Up until then, it's this chill, laid back kind of dreamy,
3: intoxicating movie. And that scene is so is is one of the best Tarantino Holy scenes ever. Holy shit! Cliff Booth has yes. just smoked a cigarette laced with LSD.
0: He's tripping balls. <laughs> um, and the tension in that was fucking amazing. It was, so, it was great. I love before when uh, Rick comes out with the picture of margaritas, and he's like, "Get this mechanical asshole off of my street." He's just yeah. they're like. Was that Rick Dalton? Just, we had, did we just get yelled at by Rick Dalton? And instead of going to Sharon Tate's house, instead of following Charlie's orders, they go in there and the fucking dog, Brandy, the dog, amazing. MVP. Yeah, that was MVP. really crazy. All you the had dog. to do is, and the fucking dog's on him and the, and the dog's off. And then the flamethrower comes back. Unbelievable. That I was fucking the coolest part. Like, oh, I was it, like it,
2: right there at the flamethrowers coming out.
3: But it's that, so. That was some fucking legit. That was legit. It was like, so that was, violent and graphic. Yeah. He's
0: slamming this girl's face into the phone on the wall. That's what makes me think he killed his wife. He yes. probably did. But you
2: gotta I imagine. can't believe they even let Tarantino get away with that. Right? Like letting Brad Dude. Pitt smash the girl's <laughs> she head. Hits him in, the he he slams her face into the
3: phone. And then keeps slamming yes. her face into the the fucking the thing that hangs the, yes,
0: like, that you hang the, the phone poster. on. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> no, but you gotta remember, he's tripping his balls off. So yeah. he's probably seeing like colors and stars and he's all this. He thought it was animal. Yes. yes. He's just fucking freaking out. And it's wow. I the whole theater was howling. Oh my it god. It was so unexpectedly violent. Everyone
3: was like, oh, Holy shit, what the fuck? There was fuck fucking shit. great listen this movie it makes you wait for it yeah. but when it delivers yeah. it really can change your whole perspective on the which movie
0: which is why the two hours of just slow burn hanging out with with cliff and rick i mean i love even the scene where they're sitting around watching the show what about when he's, and he's like oh that's a great shot oh I yeah and was, they're drinking what, beers and they're just like this is what we would that do
2: guy's an asshole. yeah <laughs> that and guy's a, comes out with the shotgun in the back of the pickup like Oh, he jumps
0: over, and he's like, yo, you look great. But it's kind of like what you would do with your buddies sitting around watching so a TV like, show.
3: What about that scene at the ranch? I
2: liked like the hills Pitt's have part, eyes, but I didn't... It was unnecessary, and a regular studio, if it's not Quentin Tarantino would have said... They would cut all that. Exactly, yeah. they would have wow. said, this is not going in the movie. I loved it. I mean, Brad Pitt really...
0: Is a, he reminds me of a young Robert Redford in this a lot. I got mm, that vibe. Interesting. He looks but, like him. He looks... But I love how... His, his he's a counter to Rick. He is calm. He's cool. He's the coolest he's he ever been. Give a fuck. Does not give a fuck. Uh, whereas Rick's so serious about the yeah. scene and being in a movie. Brad's fine with just being. Cliff is fine with just driving him around, being his little errand boy and fixing shit for him.
3: He's he's cool with it. While it's on my mind, I don't mind to get get off Brad Pitt. But uh, does it bother you that scene where where um? Uh DiCaprio was envisioning himself in a film. Uh, the the
1: oh, the Steve
2: McQueen shit, the great escape. Yeah. Oh, that was, I, I, liked, thought that I, was weird. I liked it, but I don't know. I don't I again like I, don't expect, I don't expect people to like it. You know, see I didn't I
0: read that as like he tested for that. That was his like audition and he didn't get it, or he was I don't
3: know. I didn't think I didn't read that well, as a, as a fantasy. Well, they did these two things where like on one hand they put him in a movie. Yeah. It, it, it's a bookend. Yeah. So they put DiCaprio in a movie that he wasn't in, yeah. and created a fantasy. Yeah. And then when Sharon Tate goes to the movies, yes. you actually see it's, the real yes. Sharon Tate. Yes, it and I think amazing. that Gwen Tarantino wanted to celebrate Sharon Tate and actually let everyone see her in 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 a in a role that. Hasn't seen her I, in role. At world.
0: first, I thought they had put her in the movie, but then I'm like, "This is really the movie." She's yeah. watching the real Sharon Tate, but the, and this in this scene actually happened. I think there's a story where she goes to watch the wreck, the wreckers or the homeworkers, whatever it's called. But he pulls a lot of things from actual history and uh, puts them in there, and also play like Lancer. That whole Lancer scene. the Lancer was a real show. Also, uh, Timothy Olyphant plays James Stacy. He was an actual actor, but I loved how he was showing us. The, the, the movie, as it was being made, but then we were on set at the same time. But you were just following the camera shot, and then he would forget his line, and then he beat himself up in the trailer, which was amazing. That little girl, Julia Butters, she was amazing. Oh,
2: she killed it.
0: What an amazing performance from this little girl out of nowhere. Uh, but I, 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 you know, a lot of people were mad that M- Cher, uh, Margot Robbie didn't have a lot to do. But
3: clearly, it's it was the idea of Sharon Tate, what, what she represented. What, 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 what he what do was you interested think, in. What was Quentin going for with with uh, with Margot Robbie? She represented
0: the height of Hollywood. She represented where Rick Dalton wanted to go. Mm. And the irony that he was next door to Roman Polanski, and his career is fading, and he, he's this close to like having a comeback and being in a big movie. This script also, uh, apparently, I did not know. Hateful Eight. The script was leaked.
2: Yeah, that's why they actually made Hateful Eight. They he, were and like, he, he wasn't even it. gonna make that. Yeah,
0: he and he was mad. This time, apparently, this script was kept in a safe. Only the people who needed to know read it, and nobody knew the ending until like right before they were going to shoot it. Like nobody knew how he was going to deal with that. The the how he was going to twist it, and the fucking ending is. One of the best endings of a, of a Quentin Tarantino movie. I also don't think it's his strongest film. I personally, I love Pulp Fiction. What do you think of the foot fetish? Uh, yeah, that was what happening? is with the dirty feet all the time? He loves showing know. dirty feet. That's, that's, that's
3: Quentin's thing.
2: You said you don't think it's his best. Like, I want to know between us three and what you guys think. What do you think is his best movie and what's close to the top? Well, my, my favorites are always
0: going to be Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, The Kill Bills. And then I may put this movie right after that.
2: Well, what about, Mm. I'm talking about his scripts, by the way. Oh, scripts. Let's go by, because he created all that stuff. Even if, okay, spoiler alert, by the way, too, about True (laughs) Romance. You know, Quentin Quentin had it ending where Clarence gets popped in the head and he's dead.
1: Tony Scott
2: was like, we're not doing that. I saw that deleted scene. I think they shot it. Yes. Yes. And Tony Scott was like, we're not doing that. That doesn't make sense for the story you built here.
0: Yeah. There's an and in the movie. There's a great moment where you think he's dead.
2: Exactly. And Tony and he Scott's comes back. ending is better than Quentin. Oh, what he wrote. Tony
0: Scott changed that? Huh? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. And
2: Quentin was actually also before we go into the final part of this and talking about what's his best. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, Natural Born Killers is quote unquote yes. his, but I don't even include that even in that IG post I made asking. What people think is his best because it just says story Quentin Tarantino Oliver what's his name Oliver uh, Stone uh, he changed it so much it's not a Tarantino uh, I love the, I love that movie too I though. do too but it's, it's not. Again, back to Iron Man, Downey in that, doing the Australian that Yeah, imagine that
3: movie
2: that's right. came
3: out
0: now. Oh, my God. No
2: possible way it's getting greenlit. This is
3: why the early, no way. The early that 90s. That was like an event movie. Yes. We all went to go see yep. it. Like Everybody yep. was talking about I'm a little younger going, again.
2: I begged my dad to bring me, and he was like, absolutely not. Well, at the time, it was sh- it was like so shocking and so
0: violent. Yeah. 1994, 93, the early 90s movies were What did, that, what did were that
2: mean to you when you
3: saw that movie, Imran, in the theater? Natural Born Killers or Pulp Fiction? Natural Born Kid. I mean... Uh, it was one of the most violent and sick movies that were, was out at the time. But it,
0: it was like a commentary on MTV, on our fascination with serial killers, on, you know, reality television, a little early reality, like cops. And how, like,
3: salacious it was. Yes. And how they used, they used the celebrity things yes.
0: to get ratings. Yep, and... Because and, and, then you
3: had Downey being... So like that's the what guy. I came yep, away with. Yep. I was... Like, they were trying to tell people that... If they see this movie, it's going to glorify violence, and people are going to just start becoming not, Mickey and it's Mallory. It's a lot deeper than that. And maybe if you're fucking got like three IQ points, yeah. maybe you'll do yeah. that. But if you're a person with a brain in your head, and fuck those people if they're that dumb. It's clearly because a commentary. These are the dumb people we need to get rid yeah. of. Um But uh a normal person wouldn't go into that movie and see like it's written smartly enough or it's done smartly enough that you would know that it's about people making money off of other people's tragedy and and celebrity by, by yes, by killing.
0: But dude, let me tell you something in a sea of right now, franchises, remakes, reboots, uh, uh, sequels that for Tarantino to put this movie out, a movie that a type of movie that rarely gets made anymore. A movie that a lot of people are going to be like, that was fucking boring. They're not going to get this. It was so fucking refreshing. To just hang out in Tarantino land for two and a half
2: hours. 1,000%. I
3: loved it. It it is boring in parts. Yeah. It does have some things that could be better. It's not his best film. But but you have a vision from a singular person. For for right now, the time that it came out. But it also feels like it could have been made in the 60s as well as now. But it's the perfect film for this moment in time. Yes, it is. It's a commentary on right now. So on it's that a note,
2: what do you guys think? Imran, what's your number one of this guy? Script. Script. script? Yes. Oh, if Isn't you're going to go He go created s- the characters. I want to go by script, not necessarily. I see. Okay, script-wise,
0: fuck. I got to put... Pulp Fiction, and then True Romance. Even though mm. True Romance came out before. True Romance, he wrote between Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction.
2: Yes. So, true t- Romance is the first script he wrote. There's a film out from 88 called My Friend's Birthday, which basically is True oh, Romance. Oh, and
0: he brought it back and fleshed it out, Yeah. Huh? So I'm going to say script-wise, I don't know, still, Reservoir Dogs, True Romance, Pulp Fiction, Uh, The Kill Bills, From Dust Till Dawn is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's so hard, but then this movie... Not so much script-wise, but just, to me, it it, it excels more in the the mood, in the performances, in the set design, the production, the slow burn, and then the crazy fucking uh, explosion of
3: uh, graphic violence that you're just waiting for. Wow. I'm going to say Pulp Fiction is number one for me, even though a lot of people disagree. I just think that when I saw it, I never saw anything like that before. I've never heard a script like that before. Yep. I've never seen characters talk like that before yeah. uh, it, in the extended amount that they were. It, it, and I'm talking about, yes, there's a plenty of exploitation films that had stuff like that, but not in a major release. Yeah. Not in an A1 major studio release. Did anybody have the fucking balls With big stars until in Until fucking it. Miramax yeah. put that shit out. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with that as my first because it just broke so much. Uh, it just broke so much ground in every single direction it changed a lot of things um, moving forward True romance is like the sleeper one no one really knows about I, I and i that's a movie that i fucking love i can watch it a thousand times i can recite i know line yes i know line. every
0: line i'm sure mike yeah. Rich does too i can do every oh, line yeah. of that fucking movie <laughs> easily
3: and um that's a great film uh i also think that um the kill bill movies are great and i remember i saw the kill bill and I immediately wanted to run back and see it a second time. Ah, That's go. like, a good I, call. I was like, I got, yeah. I'm like, I want to see this again. I'm like, I love the music. I loved
2: everything about it. Do, c- do you want to see it.
0: Once Upon a Time again? I kind of do. I think a lot of this movie
2: would benefit again. from a second yeah. View. yeah, I need to watch it quite a few more times yeah. before yeah. I have a good take on it.
3: I think that Kill Bill and Inglorious Bastards are his most digestible films. Mm. I think uh, and then the Django Unchained uh, is is coming up there. The D is but silent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Django. <laughs> it's just
3: Django, like the great Gypsy guitar
0: player.
2: Again, oh, you sure. know that comes from a Marco Nero film. Django is an old Spaghetti Western character. Ah. But, Man, Mike Rips knows his fucking Spaghetti Westerns. What say you, Mike Rips? I would say... Number one, I'm gonna go Reservoir Dogs. Okay, I I could go back and forth and do a two-hour podcast on why I say that.
0: We should do that one of these days because be I'll down say for this that.
2: line. I read a review of it a long time ago, and they said this is an action adventure movie that's almost two hours of just dialogue. Yeah, stories and fucking jokes and dialogue, and it's so good. And that sums it up for me. Yeah, I would have to say. The top three for me are definitely Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and True Romance. I love True Romance because of what I mentioned earlier about how it's like uh, the geek. It's like the geek turning into a crime movie. Yep. Which it's like a Kevin Smith movie if it would turn into a crime movie. Yep, yep, yep. Unbelievable writing. And that Gandolfini fight. Oh, God. That that made James Gandolfini. That that created Tony Soprano.
0: Pre-Tony Soprano, you have James Gandolfini in an incredible role. How many great...
2: How many great seasons is that movie? Dude, Dennis oh, Hopper, the Dennis
0: Hopper. Christopher Walken. The Dennis Hopper one. You're, uh, so you're uh, Sicilian, huh?
2: And Drexel. I read a lot. Drexel, of of Yes, course, Gary Drexel. Oldman, almost so unrecognizable. Crazy. Val Kilmer as Elvis, telling him to shoot the fucking yeah. pimp. But uh, I would also I say my thing with Pulp Fiction, that one means a lot to me. I'll tell you there's one thing that I don't like about it, and I'll share that after Ooh. I tell you what I love about okay. it. Okay. Um, it's called Pulp Fiction because it's supposed to be an old nineteen forties black mask magazine, basically yep, yep. four different stories. Intertwining it is Quentin. Yep. Non linear, whatever. Yep. But it's called Pulp Fiction because it's like an old 1940s or maybe they 30s. There were books
0: called Pulp Fiction.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. These are the magazines. Black Mask is probably the one that comes to mind. Weird Tales, of course, had Robert E. Howard and H.B. Lovecraft and all that kind of stuff in it. But it's the same idea. It was like four to five different stories in a magazine. So I love it. One thing that makes me put Pulp Fiction 3, one scene that breaks the fourth wall and is just bad. And I don't know why he did it, Uh but it went to other scenes in later movies. Death proof is his worst movie, by the way. I'll say that. Okay. You know, when Uma Thurman, when they yeah. pull up to Jackrabbit Flats or whatever. yeah, And she does, don't be a square. And she and draws the dotted square. line, yes. Broke the fourth wall, stupid. I don't know why it's in there.
0: That is a weird, it's cartoony, right? It's uh, It just, it, the film would be and,
2: number one without that. Wow, maybe for it never me.
3: bothered me. I thought it was weird. I was like, why
0: is it the
2: was, lines coming? That's
3: Quentin Tarantino swinging this ball. Yes, that,
2: <laughs> yes, that's why I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, he's showing off a little Because too it's much, like you're way. going into a you're just exactly showing off. Good point.
0: I liken that too. In Once Upon a Time, what I didn't like was that all the fucking narrator all of a sudden has to like catch you up after the time jump. I, was I like, who didn't?
2: That's who points is narrator? minus for me too. By they, the
3: way. He's never had
0: a yeah, fucking I'll narrator. I also
2: agree.
3: I, I like to see it. There's a there's does with the exit position dumps Yeah. See, like, that's the thing. You spend so much time on people driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so much time on close ups of people. <laughs> and the music
0: feet. is great, though. So, I love the 60s but, like, music. We
3: could, there, there's probably a cut of the movie where you see more of that stuff. Yeah. And I'm curious to why he, because I've seen stuff in the trailers that are not in the movie, yeah. obviously. I thought that would be a so,
0: reveal that the narrator, we'd know, find out who it was. It was Kurt Russell. Yeah, oh, it was it was, it was, the was Kurt Randy. Russell, it was Randy. Oh, okay, it was this that guy. I see. Yeah.
2: But I agree and with Frank Boy was completely with the exposition yeah. dump because it's like no one else is getting away with that just randomly. Right. And yeah. by the way, Tarantino's so sick in his brain. he probably wrote out that whole thing. and they were the studio was like, "Okay, we can't okay, do ok. You can't make two movies out of one here. I
0: heard that he wrote about ten episodes of the TV show with Rick Dalton. Holy Bounty shed. like sick. it exists. like he has it all scripted out. He's how crazy he is.
1: Wow.
2: <laughs> so where would you put uh Once Upon a Time in your ranking Mike? Ricks? I want to put it high, but I definitely have to watch it again. When I yeah. again, like I said, when I watched Django, I was like, yeah. this is the best besides uh what's it called? Um pulp, pulp and yeah. reservoir dogs. Yeah. But now um I I like this more than Django at the moment. Django is Tarantino's version of a Marvel movie. It's his superhero movie. Ah,
0: ah that's a good call, yeah. And in this one, he really, he gets to indulge in the Western. He gets to indulge in Hollywood and
2: stuff he loves. When he does the snappy dialogue about pop culture, he's at his strongest moment.
0: Well, but see, I think this is him maturing. Because if you notice, the early movies, True Romance, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, this is what you got. You have snappy, culturally relevant dialogue that everyone wants to quote. The camera is always moving. Shit is always happening. Things intertwining. And now this one is just fucking... So like laid back and and talking, he just wants to oh, hang he's out. he's also uh he's getting getting like
2: older. pushing sixty now, yeah, so yeah, he can he's getting see older. It.
0: But I I read some really cool things. Like he actually used eight uh, eight millimeter black and white film, in some of this he used thirty five millimeter black and white film for the the that's opening. That's the deciding scenes. factor for him, according yeah. to him.
2: He says that what's it called? Once it goes full digital, he's not making films anymore. He's
0: done.
3: Oh, that's it. That's
0: interesting. Because Robert Wise says said, one
2: more.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so transitional. Uh, I don't know if it's his best film, but I think any Tarantino film, even if it's his shittiest film, still better than than I would 90%. say ninety five percent. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, nobody else is giving us stuff like this. Nobody else has
3: the balls to do this right now. Because it's just different. It's just different, and there's something to say. There are observations like I learn about. Quentin Tarantino, even the fucking sick shit that he's into, like feet, yes. like, yeah. by watching yes. his Good movie. I, I learn what he's about. Like, I, I get to know the director. I know that like the director's supposed to be transparent. and I'm supposed to notice that he's there, but that's not what I go to a Tarantino film yep. for. Yep. Yep. I go because this guy is this genius, and I want to understand him.
2: Tarantino's so, the biggest star on screen, and he's not there.
3: Yeah, so he's this looming presence. But it's his vision, yeah. It's his vision, and you get that. And there's like as I said, there's probably like 10 or 12 directors we could say that about that are still making movies yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of new guys coming up, like Villeneuve, Villeneuve and the guy that yeah. did... Uh, Nicholas Winding mids- Refn. Yeah, oh, Midsommar. By the
2: way, I I haven't seen Midsommar. I saw Hereditary and liked it a lot. A lot of people that watch Midsommar didn't fuck with it.
0: I heard a lot of people saying this is the fucking scariest thing I've ever seen. Really? Midsomer. i got to watch yeah. that shit. Yeah.
3: I've heard people hate it. Oh, really? Mm. I've heard people hate a lot of things, yeah. but like, yeah. uh,
2: one thing you know, I want to recommend new film,
3: Mother. people didn't like, you know, whatever. I want to so recommend
2: right. is what's it called? Uh, too old to die young on Amazon. Oh, yes. yes. That's Nicholas winding Reffin's TV show, which the episodes, some of them are an hour and 45 minutes. The last episodes, a half hour. His movies seem to be like very
3: long winded. Yes. too, Like drive.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, I read the book of drive too, by the way. And, It was perfect, the film of it, but it's weird to see a guy that's such a visionary director do somebody else's work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What was
3: the other one that he did with uh, Only God Forgives or something? Yeah, Only God
2: Forgives, which I loved. Gosling, of course. And it was in Thailand, and he fights like the police chief there.
3: Yeah, but there's literally like just nothing going no on. There's dialogue
2: in that <laughs> Dude, movie. this yeah. uh,
0: Too Old to Die Young just came out miniseries. Listen to this synopsis. Go Los for Angeles it. County Sheriff's Deputy Martin Jones' life is blown apart in one tragic night, and he is forced into a deadly underground of cartel soldiers, Yakuza assassins, and mysterious vigilantes as his past sins close in on
3: him. Oh, shit. Sounds amazing. I'm going to check
0: it That's
2: out. Up, it's recommendation. So hard, there's mad, yeah. slow dragging scenes. But, oh, really? Well, I know him. I know his direction, okay. so, so I know so what So you expect. got it. Dad. Ten
0: episode uh, season. But you're right. The, 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 the lengths
2: are all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Were you a fan of Fargo when it was a series? I only liked the movie. I only seen the movie. I never watched a show. But again, I, people I that, that like that shit, the Winding Refn thing, they loved Fargo, too.
3: Right, the, I think that the show was was fun. It was like a work of art. I know. a lot of people I
2: say they I recommend love it. it. I, I, dude, I just like, I haven't even been watching movies at the level that I'd like to. I it's uh, too much shit out there right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> That's uh, why I stay with the books because it's so easy.
0: Let Let me ask you guys this: Give me a okay. number rating out of ten. What would you give this movie? I'd say a seven.
2: I was going to say seven, but I'll do 7.5 because I really did love it.
3: I'm going to go eight. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a solid eight. Cool. eight. I'm, yeah. I'm not rating it for just me. I'm rating it for everybody who might go see it.
2: I was going to say, I'm I saying, need to watch it a few more times for sure. I like loved
3: Brad Pitt so much. So in this movie I. He, movie was, that he I stole wanted the enough, show. I would have watched another movie He reminded just of me Pitt's of Pitt's the
0: character. stoner character from True Romance a little bit yes. in this. He had the oh same my God! Kind God of man, of that's life. him.
2: That's him. Oh, Look, my God. His name is Cliff. Holy shit, me, man! Holy Holy shit! Hold on, the same guy. Hold on, hold Inter- on. Oh my What's God. His, name? his name's Cliff. Hold Inter- on, true romance, dude. We no. just have an epiphany on the fucking no. podcast? Are you hold I'm, on? I'm, I'm, I'm IMD being this shit right now.
0: Fucking,
2: I swear to God, his name's Cliff. His name's Cliff.
0: Fucking kill you, man.
2: Hold on. Yeah, exactly. I fucking Bing kill Max you, man. Cleaning products. And, clean, and he's got
0: the fucking. Uh, the well, they were here. Floyd. Now they're like. Floyd. Dick's roommate. Dick Richie. Hi, I'm Dick Richie. Yeah, Dick, Dick Richie was, uh, was was. <laughs> I love Dick Richie's. Ritch- Michael Rappaport. Dick Richie's audition for TJ Hooker is oh, it's amazing. amazing. It was so
2: brilliant. Get
0: him. Shoot him. <laughs> get him.
2: Yo, <laughs> but I love y'all, but I got a flash, dude. I'm dying right. over here.
0: All right. No, look, this is a great place to end the show. Mike rips. Thank you so much. Thank for, you guys. For I actually didn't get completely us. hammered
2: on this one. So let
0: me, uh, give you, uh, give you a chance to plug all yeah. your shit.
2: Give the listener your plugs. What do you want them to do? Just at Mike rips on all social media. Google Mike Rips. Also, I have another new short story. Check out Heel Turn. It's in the uh, Facebook. It's in the Jock and Nerd Nation. Exactly. I'll- and I'm going to post a new one tomorrow morning. I uh, was trying to go through that the, uh, earlier today. But, yeah, new short story is going to be in the Jock and Nerd. It's going to be on my blog on Tumblr. At Mike Rips everywhere. And uh, also this album, the um, Dug Out the Dirt 2, is on all digital platforms. So check that out. You can you can stream it, you can buy it. It's on yeah. Bandcamp. I will support put,
3: Mike Rips. He's a one of a kind dude. There he the is. You've is he, as, heard as the original best. As Quentin you.
0: Tarantino, dude. You're inspired <laughs> by him, influenced by him, and we love you. Uh, listeners, stay tuned until after the closing music. I will put a whole Mike Rip song at the end of this episode. Rugboy, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter,
3: really Rugboy. <laughs> and that's basically it
0: show notes for this episode will be at jocknerd.com slash 287 that's where you're gonna find links to everything Mike Rips everything we cool. talked about how to get in touch how to subscribe for free and of course listener if you enjoy the show tell a friend spread the geekery uh, thanks for listening to the Jocker Nerd Podcast thank you
2: guys one more time real quick I appreciate y'all looking out you, you guys are number one for me
0: dude uh, alright man thanks uh, thanks for Mike being Rips on. is the best and we'll peep you next week listener
3: my balls are hot. <laughs> Somebody touch my spaghetti. Go you on, know, Mike Rips,
1: yeah. Yeah, laugh. Yeah. There it is. Look at I'm focused, finish opponents, victory flawless. Marauders, boxing with twin infinity gauntlets. Swordsmen, decapitated all of your horsemen at the auction. See my portrait painted in porcelain. Break through a pause to beat down a break loop Save a tooth, tear a hole in your spacesuit. Mad Hatter, my mallet smashing your grapefruit. Strange brew, fuck puppets publishing fake news. Not even half human lab suited, rap and Worse than Rasputin, shooting like Vlad Putin. And foolish with garbage pal etiquette, sex machine with a six, shooter metal dick, heretic, wingspan, a vampire bats. Got a chainsaw for a hand like I'm Ash Running up in a bank, screaming hand me the cash In a black suit and an ex-president's mask Ironclad, the custom; it'll break a brick to dust Spaceship's a little fucked, picked it up from Elon Musk Infrared, pistol-tucked, assassinated Eon Flux Demon scum on the run, can't believe what we've become Raw breed creep, fuck the president of beef. You're obsolete, the monster just made it to Maple Street Strange and crazy, it's James Delaney My family hates me, wild, untamed beast Carnivorous cage freak, no game, I'm waiting. A rose out of trash, she wiped my ass with your rap sheet Screaming Yo Joe, starting riots in the Cobra prison. I'm shining silver surfing through the solar system. Star of the number one rated show on Mojo Vision. Feedin' for the microphone, it's like I got a flow addiction. Amazing. Not much of a lyricist, apparently. <laughs> In a dick fox, pit boss from a grimoire Mysterious and dark, hard-boiled noir Bizarre for sure, Jafar won't get far What's I slice through his flying carpet with a scimitar While is Ric Flair about to do another rail Highest level on the evolutionary scale Most of these millennials is pussy and they're frail I hope all you 40 revolutionaries fail I'm on that shaft flow, mackin' in mad gold Till I'm stage diving naked at a local rap show Salute your shorts, see them swinging from the flagpole Assholes sticking dick in the center of Black holes like fuck the universe. Let me consume the earth to observe computer nerds worshiping Lucifer. It's all a blur and I like it that way. Honestly, it's only how I make it through the day.